0: Now will be interesting tomorrow. I mean maybe Jeff will cover some of this this afternoon, but I think that the the meeting is tonight for the nine people who've been mentioned for Speaker of the House. That is correct. The meeting is tonight. tonight. The private meeting for the GOP gotcha. Republicans. So yep. maybe we'll know something tomorrow. Hey, you know, I defended these guys and I don't think it was a big deal. Like week number 1, who cares whether there's a Speaker of the House? You don't like Kevin McCarthy, you get rid of him, okay? Um, week two, I kept thinking, was there no plan? Did you guys not have a plan? Um, what, you know, what's, what's the deal? You get rid of the speaker, but you really don't have anybody lined up. You haven't done the legwork to line this up. And now we got nine. I mean, if you've seen the list, it's kind of random people, um, that they're talking about. Hold on. The one who I like is Byron Donalds from Florida, and he is. A black guy, very smart, it seems, based on what I've seen on TV. He's not going to put up with a lot of garbage from people. He pushes back in his TV interviews. Um, I, I hate to be like a Democrat and say, hey, we could make history with the first black Speaker of the House of Representatives. But if he's qualified and he's conservative and he's smart and will push back, then why not? Why not go ahead and make history? If we're going to go for people that no one knows and except you know, news junkies like people who listen to WRVA and me and, and um, you know, why not pick him? The problem, you know, it's, here's the problem. You've got, I assume that this list of nine people are great people. I, I think, probably. I don't know. We could probably pick them all apart if we wanted to. Here's the problem. It's, it's, it's like everything else in life. You're going to pick a nobody that no one's ever heard of to be the coach of your favorite NFL team? Probably not. Probably not. No one, you don't take that risk. It's like me. Are you going to pick me to be the anchor of the Today Show tomorrow? No, probably not, because no one's looking to Richmond to pick the next Today show host, right? You have to have done your time in in Philadelphia, or you have to have done your time in Los Angeles or New York, and then you get picked. To because they want to see how you handle it as you as you go up the ladder doesn't mean that you're not qualified to doesn't mean you wouldn't do a good job but that's you you test people out right CEO do you pick somebody from uh, Little Rock Arkansas you know the suburbs of Little Rock to be the new CEO probably not. Probably not. You probably put somebody in who has been a vice president of something who is known and everyone kind of nods their head like, yeah, yeah, this makes sense. We like this guy. He's done a good job. Or this woman, they've done a good job. This is the problem that we have here. Now, fortunately, if they can just do it and get somebody in who's got a modicum of good sense, then you might be able to put this behind you. The problem is it's been Republicans didn't shut down the government and didn't make the point about overspending because they didn't want the bad PR, right? That was very important. Let's not have bad PR. And now we've had bad PR. (laughs) So I am kind of at the end of my rope about defending these guys. If you ever wonder whether I'm fair, this is a case where I'm criticizing Republicans. Like, get your stuff together and make this decision. Hello? You know? So, all right, it's 8.09 on this Monday morning, 23rd day of October, 2023, and I don't know about you, I talk to, I've kind of become friends with a lot of the store manager at my grocery store, the lady who's the manager at the drugstore that I go to near my house. Um, I just make friends with people, I talk to them, and I try to be friendly. And one of the things that's been surprising to me is in Western Henrico, not normally a place where you would think crime is rampant. Crime is rampant. And this is a problem. It's not just the 74% increase in murders over the last five years, which is bad enough. There's shoplifting that is out of control. And it's killing these businesses. I was shocked to see that in 2021 – america's shoplifting epidemic cost retailers get this did you know this a hundred billion dollars in 2021 alone gabrielle nadalas is the national director for our america and he's with us this morning he's written extensively about this and dug into the data to try to uh, shine a light on something that a lot of people are just ignoring gabrielle i appreciate you joining us At 100 100 What did I say? $100 billion seems like a heck of a lot to me. Is that an accurate number? Good morning.
1: Uh, Yep, you're right in the money. It's one of those problems that a lot of people don't talk about. And, you know, in 2020, we saw a book called In Defense of Looting. And it was arguing that, you know, a lot of these crimes, there's mash and grab. You know, it's not really a big deal for many reasons. One of them, social justice matters more. And then second of all, it's because these businesses were going to be reimbursed by their insurance. Well, two big problems with that. One, insurance have a limit. Right. Businesses can't just go in and, and like get a million dollars worth of insurance. Like They'll probably only get about fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 worth of insurance. And that money goes p- pretty quickly. Just one break-in can be tens of thousands of dollars. So it's, uh, and, and there's many businesses out there that just couldn't really uh, claim insurance after the second or third time they they have their stores broken into. But second of all, it really – let's talk about the downstreams of this criminal activity because it's not just businesses. Well, the the immediate effect is that now a lot of the prices for the goods have to go up, which has contributed severely to inflation. But second, many of these businesses, including big store businesses like Walmart, Target – CVS, Walgreens, they've all had to close stores throughout the country, meaning that there there was another study. There was about 700,000 jobs that were lost due to uh, the, this, uh, this crime epidemic. Now, those are about 700,000 people who are out of work and who could have had a job and to provide for their family, but then they don't. I mean, this... This this type of criminal activity is hurting more than just the businesses.
0: Yeah, I've always thought that the uh, oh they've got insurance uh, line was one of the most ignorant things anybody could say because insurance is not free. Insurance costs money, and it hurts innocent people. Once that once the insurance uh, uh, is that they file a claim, other people wind up having to pay for that. One way or another. So what is, what is the solution? You know I look in San Francisco, and I lived in Los Angeles um, in Westwood, and my understanding is, from checking things out online, that a lot of the stores that I used to go to that made Westwood such a cute little village in L.A uh, they're, they're all closed, because they've been robbed so often that it just didn't make sense to keep them open. What's the solution, Gabrielle?
1: Well, there's really two solutions to the crime epidemic. One of them is to, is, it's kind of like a multi-part part, but it really starts with defunding police officers more. Because, again, the defunded police movement did two things. One, a defunded police officers, saw a lot of jobs that were cut. And that's a problem because studies shows that when you increase 10 to 17 uh, officers within a given jurisdiction, you can save one life. That's really all it takes. And those 10 to 17 extra officers can also help to deter many other crimes. Yeah. But also, if we were just to fund police officers, uh, uh, many city councils would be sending a strong message to police officers to let them know that they, are, that they, they want them. They want to support them and that, they, and that they have the money to back it up. Because, again, the defunded the Police movement made it seem like police officers that nobody had their back. And yeah. that could be incredibly demoralizing for many police officers. So many of them quit or they retired early and they and there's it's becoming harder and harder to uh, get police officers to uh, put on a badge. But the second uh, solution to this problem is to pressure district attorneys to prosecute the law. Again, many prosecutors throughout the country, they think that they they can solve the crime issue with by not prosecuting crime, because uh, it means that some of these people can go back to work, or at least they think they can go back to work, they didn't want to commit a crime. But what we're seeing in many countries, or many states, is that where prosecutors refuse to prosecute and do their jobs, well, you start having even more crime. And, and for example, in New York, uh, the district attorney stopped, stopped uh, prosecuting as many uh, uh, shoplifting crimes, and you started having uh, uh, many people get together and create shoplifting gangs where they would go into CBS, like Target, all these companies, steal whatever they could, and then go back and sell it online. That's right. what happened when you opened to prosecute crime.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's very clear. If you take six months and you hammer the hell out of these people, the message will get out community by community. We're not tolerating this. And that's, what, that's really what's on the ballot here in Virginia. This fall, if you ask me now, I think I'd be doing a disservice to my audience if I didn't ask you this next question. I hope I don't put you in a bad spot. But as I was reading your bio this weekend, getting ready to talk to you, I noticed that you used to be a part of Antifa. Tell me about that. I know you've written a couple of books about it, Gabrielle, but this is quite a, 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 a different attitude on the radio here compared to what I would have expected from somebody who was once in Antifa.
1: Of course, I mean I've been an activist for seventeen years. It's it's kind of crazy mm. since I was uh, twelve years old, and you know I I remember being part of the left and doing a lot of things for uh, like immigration, you know, anti-war, a lot of you know a lot of your traditional like mid two thousands like left wing causes that you would mm. think if we can go back like Bush era, um, but as I started getting older, I started getting really tired of that I felt like nothing was changing, so. When I turned 17, about five years into my activism, I started to attempt some, uh, a little bit more harsher or protests. And I, and I ended up getting uh, picked up by some uh, local Antifa activists. You know, and it was, I mean, it didn't really take long for me to really in, engulf myself in that ideology. I was uh, in the movement from 2011 to 2012. And I was really ready at the moment to put, put on that black mask and participate in and what we call direct action, which is yeah. where you're not asking like change, you're actually trying to like take it. You're forcing you know? it. That's uh-huh. right.
0: Harassing yeah, people, you're bullying forcing it. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah and, and it's one of those things that I, I was 17 at the time and didn't really realize what I was doing. And slowly and surely it just started changing my mind just by the fact that I started learning more about free market ideals and, uh, you know, and slowly that well, started becoming a thing of the past. What a miracle.
0: <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's an intervention. Uh, it's like I'm talking to somebody who used to be an alcoholic who now is has got on the straight and narrow. I really appreciate the chance to talk to you, and I appreciate that you're bold enough to come out and articulate, especially on this this issue, which is so important, locality by locality. Gabriel Nadales, the national director for Our America you can find them online, joinouramerica.org. I appreciate it, Gabrielle. Thank you.
1: Okay, thank you. Appreciate it.
0: 818. We're back with more in a moment on News Radio WRVA.